Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben and Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. The legend of Cayman Jack is just around the corner. Mixed with blue agave nectar, real lime juice, and cane sugar for the perfect balance of sweet, salty, and sour every time. Discover legendary taste with Cayman Jack, America's number one margarita. Premium flavored malt beverage. Please drink responsibly. All registered trademarks used under license by American Vintage Beverage Company, Chicago, Illinois. No, I was thinking about it. Like, I don't know. I'm a grown woman, so I was thinking about it. I was like, should I be my favorite detective from SVU, who was probably killed off the show? Who? Jamie Gray Hyder, Detective Cat Tamine. So what's that like? A blouse from Kohl's? Yeah, from, I mean, like, I've flax? been I've been Rizzoli from Rizzoli Niles, so it's just like I remember that. Uh, I wasn't with you. I've seen pictures. So basically um, it's just you in like casual workwear. Yes. And a plastic gun and handcuffs. Okay. That's good. You did that. Um, and I took the Ooh, orange tip off. You took a real gun. Cool. You took the orange tip off your gun. Cool. Which you're not supposed to do, but it was for the costume. Cool. I'm sure it was super lifelike other than that. I'm sure that was the only thing holding it back, holding you back from looking like a trained FBI gun. agent. I could be. Why? What are you going to be? An adult. Working? Are you gonna do that thing where somebody like paints like a pumpkin on their stomach? No, I will never be showing photos of my nude stomach so like weird dudes can get off to it. No, uh, but I am a big fan of like. Well, last year we didn't do anything because we had just moved into our house and it was mm-hmm. locked down. But the year before, we happened to be in upstate New York, and Noah and I went to a really nice dinner, and I wore, I painted a cat nose with my eyeliner on my nose, and I think Noah did it. It was very cute. Yeah. I'm not a, I don't mind like a little set of cat ears. Yeah. Uh, I wore cat ears. I'm not a big cat person, but I wore cat ears on a plane one year. Yeah. Sometimes you're on a plane. I'm traveling this year. So I said the Grinch thing in another episode, but you know, maybe it's just, maybe I just, I love doing day of the dead makeup. Uh-huh. I like going as a skull, like a la Karate Kid. So maybe oh. we just like scare the locals and do that. Yeah. But you're not in America for it. I'm in Zurich. Uh-huh. So we got to see, but it's okay. Even if they don't do it, you can do your thing. Yeah. It's, I feel like they're a reserve culture. People are like, ah, you're a ghost. It's also the, one of the most expensive cities in the world. So all the people are probably too rich to care that I'm wearing a Freddy Krueger mask. Freddy Krueger mask. Oh my I'm going to go as a tired American. That's what I'm going to go as. I'm so excited for the new Halloween movie. Okay. Halloween kills. Halloween smells. 
to me. It smells like latex and like oh, fake those blood. masks. Yeah. It, this Halloween's like a sticky, cheap holiday. It's not like a decadent, cozy holiday. And yeah. it's also one of those, hol- yeah, I guess we like to ramp up to holidays in the States. Mm-hmm. And I think we ramp up for Halloween longer than we do Thanksgiving, but Christmas has the longest lead time. Yeah. Basically, November 1st is like day one of Christmas. Yeah. I love it. I fucking love Christmas so much. Well, we're not there yet. We kind of are. We're in pre-Christmas right now. Mm. Oh, pre-Christmas. Why did I do that? Après Christmas, which is after Christmas. Mm -hmm. Mm, Very French. What? (laughs) Nothing. Uh, Are you ready for questions? Are you ready for Christmas? No. Are you Christmas? No. Okay. You're going to be living at home for Christmas. (gasps) Yeah, I guess I am. That's so sad. (laughs) <laughs> you're gonna come downstairs in your pajamas and you're like I'm an 30 upstairs excuse you oh I always thought you came from that kind of money no I have <laughs> one floor I'll wander out into the other room will there be a tree yeah when's your sister it might be a little over? it what? might be a little one whenever they feel like driving do over do you do Christmas day yeah. will you work on the podcast on Christmas day why? <laughs> because no, I'm, I'm a mean pre-prepped. Boss. It depends if it's a if it's a Wednesday. I'll post. I'm sure. Uh, I'm Jewish, so it's not in my purview to say when Christmas is. <laughs> but I'm just wondering what you do for Christmas at your house. Everybody loves to hear about Christmas. <laughs> it's so fucking hot in LA. So just tell me about um, Christmas. My parents have shifted to a small tree, like a little tree a that, that tree. sits on top of a thing, a baobab tree, like a little Christmas tree. A like it tree. looks like the top of a Christmas tree. Just the tip. Yes. Christmas tips. Yes. Hey, sharks. But I still get a stocking (laughs) hung up with my name on it that has things in it. Like a toothbrush. Yeah. Like, (laughs) like, like, like a lip balm. And, uh, you know, I bet, I, you know what? I bet there'll be like a mask, like a night, you know what I mean? Like a nice mask. It's just like a hostage mask. Like, put this on your fucking face. (laughs) Get in the car. No. And, um, have fun breakfast. What's fun breakfast? My dad just does like good, like he'll make like Christ themed pancakes. No, like like whatever you want, like eggs, bacon, or biscuits, or whatever. Like he'll take requests. So that's such a dad thing. Yeah, yeah. Then he'll do like the fun, like full out. If I wanted waffles, he'd make waffles. That's cute. Then I feel like we do, we do. I forget if it's Christmas Eve or Christmas. We just do the exact dinner. That we do for Thanksgiving. Because I, they, yeah. they always did that just because I never was able to come home for Thanksgiving. Because right. I was like, I don't want to, like going home twice, like flying twice Can I is say so something? expensive. I yeah. had a joke about this that I, I do seasonally for years. And it's mm-hmm. like, from a Jewish perspective, it seems to me like Thanksgiving dinner and Christmas dinner, kind of the same dinner. I think other people do like a ham but my dad, I yeah. just like, because I miss Thanksgiving, but my dad still, will just do the full like. It's the same fixins. Yeah. You, one, they both, you know what? One represents the oppression of a people, one the birth of a savior. You know what goes great with both? Cranberry sauce. Yeah. The joke is so old. Uh, yeah. So Oh wow. We'll get the full we'll get the full mashed but I don't really like turkey. So I'm just like, can I just have mashed potato and stuffing? Why do you like turkey? I just don't feel like I feel like it takes space that could be mashed potato and stuffing. Yeah, that's very American. Like why eat protein when you can have processed oats, oats, potatoes? No. I don't know what stuffing is oats. Stuffing is so good. I don't understand what it is. I just love it. It's 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 anything. Sometimes people put <laughs> oysters. Like what in like bread? Cr- I feel like mine. Mm-hmm. My dad's is probably breadcrumbs, mushrooms, sausage. Oh, that's so brutal. Stuffing one animal with another. Mm. It, you know what? You never see stuffed as a shrimp. 
That's such a surgery. Like a I shrimp stuff. A stuffed shrimp. A lobster stuffed shrimp. I was reading Noah's Instagram the other day um, where he was having a conversation with someone about deveining shrimp. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, interesting. You gotta rip that poo out. Well, because he was talking out. about keeping the shells on. And then the person yeah. was like, won't you get sick if you eat the poo? No. And I was like, no, I don't the think poo so. Poo is just the leftover. It's already fed the shrimp. You're gonna get sick regardless. I'm going to get sick because I'm allergic to shrimp. You're going to get sick because you're not healthy. I miss shrimp. You miss shrimp. I love shrimp. That's the episode, folks. (laughs) (laughs) I love shrimp too. Okay. We have a question. You ever eat a raw shrimp? Like what do you a sushi mean by place, that? Like Ama Ebi, like sweet shrimp. It's raw and they deep no. fry the head. It's delicious. It's like a little gummy. I remember I as a kid it. thinking it was like so fit. Like every once in a while, my mom, my mom would be like, okay, for dinner, here's a platter of shrimp and cocktail sauce. And we'd be like, oh my God, this is so fun. It is fancy. Get some of those U-boat shrimp, U-10 shrimps that are massive. You can eat like three. That's your whole dinner. I love a, um, uh, a fried shrimp, a popcorn shrimp. A popcorn shrimp. I don't even think that's shrimp. I think it's just pop. I think it's just uh, shrimp flavored breading. Sometimes when my parents would like go out for for dinner, like they'd be going out on a date and we'd be home alone, they'd like let us pick out something fun from the mm. frozen section yes. at the grocery store and like let us cook like cook it in the oven for us before they left. Aww. And I'd be like, I want popcorn shrimp, please, please give me popcorn shrimp. <laughs> and I'd be like, okay. We I would always go for that, or I'd be like, can we get taquitos? Oh, tasty. Because we would no eat nutritional so, like, value. No, yeah. we would eat so healthy. So I was like, so yeah, tasty. let's go nuts. Uh, it's funny you say that. I remember my mom like left me with a neighbor, and like the neighbor had hired like a babysitter. So my mom, it was like for the day, and my mom gave brought me with a lunch, and it uh-huh. was a frozen entree of calamari. And the neighbor looked at us like we were like highbrow, like, oh, fancy. I'm like, "Mm, it's from the frozen section. And my mom is sharing a babysitter. (laughs) But I remember like my mom is fancy. But that is- I love calamari. A weird lunch. That is a weird lunch. It's butthole. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza. I'm busy. And this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around. And I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors fresh, never frozen meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. 
Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. <laughs> All right, so we got a She's long just one. butthole. We got. We're gonna. This is a long one. Are you ready? Do you want me to read it? Would you prefer? Do you want to start half and I'll read half? Okay. Let's see how you let me you know when you, you want to tap. You read you your total to portion out. and I'll read mine. This is a doozy. So sorry in advance. Is I, it good? Yeah. You don't know. You didn't read it. You I saw it was long. And you're trying to cut corners. I went to college with two people who are still two of my closest friends. They each helped me get through a really tough time, and I love them both dearly. One is a straight woman. The other is a straight man. Let's call them Nancy and Tom. Okay. Since we all met in college, I made out with Tom a few times and Nancy made out with Tom a few times. But we were a friend group primarily and jealousy wasn't really an issue aside from maybe a territorial week or two. We were all very close. We lived together in different configurations. We met each other's parents. There were a few other people in our friend group, but this was the first time I ever had real friends. I loved Tom and Nancy both and still do. We're all in our late 30s now, but at the end of college, Nancy started dating, then quickly got engaged to a guy. Let's call him Brad because I hate that name. Brad is obnoxious, self-obsessed, manipulative, and without any human emotion. Cool. Right before, so he's a comic. <laughs> no comic. Right before Nancy married Brad, Tom told her not to do it. We were all about 24 or something. Tom thought Brad wasn't right for her, and he's right, and they were too young, also right. Nancy had a chaotic childhood, though, and Brad offered a lot of stabil- stability. Stability. Nancy, honest as she is, told Brad about Tom's advice. Oy. He forbid Tom from being invited to the wedding, which Oof. in retrospect, I understand. Also, Tom's like, cool. Doesn't sound like a fun hang anyway. But Brad took it further. He forbid Nancy from ever talking to Tom again. Tom tried to write Brad letters. He threw them away. Almost every time I see Nancy, she asks about Tom and bursts into tears. One time, however, Brad relented and let his wife see her friend, but he changed his mind again and has again forbidden Nancy from talking to Tom, nor is she ever allowed to mention the problem to Brad. Brad threatens divorce if she even brings it up. What? What is wrong with people? They've been married 10 years. They have two kids. I've tried to stay in her life as much as possible. On my last visit, she again wept about Tom. Though in the past they lived in different cities, they all now live in the same city, Nancy, Brad, and Tom. I've worried that Brad will ban Nancy from talking to me as I'm one of Tom's closest friends. I've been divorced before, so lately Nancy asks me a lot about my divorce. 
I've She's t- like, if one were to acquire one, how would one? I've told her I don't think Brad is being reasonable. She agrees, but with two kids, the threat of divorce scares her. He has all the money and power in their relationship. He's away all day and only sees the kids on weekends. He has a high-pressure job, but she told me she doesn't even know what his salary is and that childcare is a problem with them. He's also very judgmental of her and controlling. He decides how everything goes. I can see when they're together that she fears him and he rules over her. Pre-pandemic, she told me she wanted them to go to therapy, but that hasn't happened. I'm seriously fearful for her, but afraid to meddle. I don't want to get banned and make things harder for her. My question is, is there anything I can do or do I just have to watch my friends suffer? It makes me sad that Nancy and Tom can't be friends anymore, but I can see now that ultimately this isn't about Tom. This is about Brad being a fucking asshole controlling creep. I know Nancy has at the same time entered into this dynamic and kept it going. She put her career on hold to have the kids. Now she wants to work again, and I can see how Brad is making that impossible. Based on his employer and position, he should be making enough for full-time help, but they don't have anything more than a babysitter occasionally. I think Brad is doing this to keep her at home. Sorry, this was a book-length question, but it's been weighing on me for years. Dude, that is so above my pay grade because you can't say to a woman that has kids, you know, leave him. That's not up for me to say. I... And he sounds like the kind of guy that would, like, make sure the court said that she was, like, an unfit mother. I mean, she also doesn't sound like someone you would commit a crime with. Like, women love to have secrets, and she doesn't sound like the kind of person who would be able to keep it a secret that, like, the three of you hung out. She would tell Brad. Yeah, she has total PTSD from being with this man. And I wouldn't be surprised if he even comes home and he's like, what did you talk about today with your friends? Mm-hmm. I also wouldn't be surprised if he secretly hits her. Uh, I don't know because it's so beyond when you should have written me. <laughs> you should have sought my advice years ago before this podcast was created. I feel so bad for your friend. And this comes down to Brad being like super insecure and a, a shitty person. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how you... It's like, do you convince her to leave? Does she have any resources? Can you help her start to like look for that job? Like, can she gain some kind of independence? Like what wins can she get for herself? I mean, so basically she, it's like, she doesn't know anything about their financial situation, which That's keeps her stuck. Insane. And if she asks, he threatens divorce, but do you think he would actually go through That's with it? That's the other thing. I bet he wouldn't. Yeah. He, you cannot grow a pair for your friend. No. So unfortunately, you're either going to have to help her grow that pair, you know, if I were her, I'd be like, great, divorce me, do it. On what grounds? The kids will always go to the mother unless the mother is like a raging alcoholic. Well, I think the the concern is- She doesn't have a job. She doesn't have a job. That's part of it. And she's been out of the workforce. I bet he cheats on her too. That's so He's just gone all week, but he won't hire help, so she can't go get work. Yeah. Uh, She needs to start removing herself mentally, do some sleuthing, go get a job. He can't prevent you from working. What's he going to, he's going to. What's he going to do? Divorce you because you got a job? I mean, but I guess it's like she needs to get childcare. He won't pay. How does she pay for the How do you have care? any money? Are you, do you live in like a cult? I don't know. I don't know how that works because I'm so independent. I don't know. Like, does he have all the bank account codes? Wonder, Are there codes to bank accounts? I think the person who wrote in should, should reach out to some domestic violence groups, women's organizations, just to find out what the options are for someone who is being controlled financially like this. And say that to her, but I bet you she just tells him. And by the way, if you get banned, you get banned. Yeah. Like at some point she has to take a little bit of control. Yeah. Oh. And you and Tom can get together and talk about it. Yeah. What's up with you and Tom? Yeah. We still like him. I mean, the fact that she's weeping 
10 years later, like I haven't been able to see my friend Tom. The, the like, up. It just sucks. Girls, this is like a couple podcasts ago. We had like the girl where the guy was like, she was like, my boyfriend forbid me from talking about my ex. I can't see him. I can't mm-hmm. be friends with him. This was years ago. These things start small and then you slowly give over control. Yeah. You seldom hear about it the other way. Yeah. If from the get-go, the guy is jealous, that is a major red flag. Yeah. So, I don't know. I can't make it. Find not, local not domestic dumb. violence You talk over me all the time. Because you're just saying the same. I'm making a joke and you're doing you like a I PSA. I can't help you not be dumb. What's wrong with that? I can't That's help. rude. Okay. So men are allowed to be straight talking DJs and I've got to be like, oh my God, find your inner mama bear. Like, don't be dumb. Girls are always like, my last chance at love. What do I do? The answer is fucking move on. Find someone that values you. Yeah. Or get some self-worth. I'm sorry about your, no, I'm not talking to you, person. But uh, that's tough. Your friend's brainwashed too. Yeah. But it sounds like she never had a chance to be honest. Yeah. Woof. So this is to anybody listening. Like, yeah. take a fucking stand. Stand up for yourself. No one's coming to save you. Right. Except for this question. But writer. a lot of people are coming to hurt you. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, wow. Get vaccinated. Hi, Eliza and Emily and sweet baby Chianfu. A few years ago in my undergrad summer days, I worked as a be- between-inning entertainment coordinator for a minor league baseball team. Oh, cool. My boss did local stand-up on the side, and one day a coworker saw him at the comedy club and asked him why he didn't laugh at any of the other acts. Apparently, he just sat in the back, stone-faced. His answer was, it's my art, so I consume it like art. I don't laugh. That's fair. Is this a thing? Is it cool or something for stamps to lurk and not smile or laugh? It was just such a weird response. I think about it every once in a while. It's been like six years since then. Also, my husband, I saw you in Birmingham and we did smile and laugh, LOL. Uh, well, you're patrons and you paid for that experience. Uh, a lot of comics don't laugh. You tend to laugh when things are funny. There's a chance that at his level, the other people going up that night weren't funny. But a lot's going through your head as a comic. You know, the highest compliment you can get from a comic is like, oh, that's funny. Do you say that on stage, you know? Yeah. It is different. We look at it differently. So it's not something you go out of your way to do, mm-hmm. but I find myself not laughing at the majority of things just because I'm thinking about the joke. Not that it's not funny. I just don't laugh at the same things other people laugh at. I do feel like it's rude to be in the comedian's eyeline stone-faced. I, I don't know. if Was he in the eyeline or was he just in the back of the club? I mean, I, if he's in the back of the club, fine. But if he's like sitting close and just like You wouldn't staring. be sitting close. If you think about it as art, you would not be sitting close. But also I feel like it's so douchey to be like, I consume it like art. It's Which my is, art. Which means he's like, not, he's a tool. Yeah. You just quietly in the back and you go up to the comic after. You, if you didn't like it, you say nothing. Yeah. Or you just be like, that was funny. Great set. Also, yeah. you say it sometimes if it's a bad set. Say it all the time. Yeah. So. Mm. We, but it's not totally abnormal. Yeah, we had a an issue on Instagram for a little while where like older messages weren't loading, and it since so an update I have access to older messages, so I have an old update. But it's exciting. So I'm gonna recap the question. I hope they're still alive. I hope they're still alive. So the mirror came back. Somebody wrote in who has like loving parents, great life, and they got a message online from a random person saying that their dad wasn't their biological yes, dad. I remember this. And they, this person went and talked to their parents and they were like, yes, like the mom was in a relationship with someone else, but your, your dad is your dad and he's raised you. He, the biological dad left, went to Mexico. Um, and Sounds like a good guy. Right. So she was wondering, the question asker was like, should I get in touch with a dad now that I know he's out there? And there's an update. They met. 
Hi, guys, and Emily. So I finally met my biological dad, and it has been a roller coaster. My uncle, my biological dad's brother, messaged me to come over one day to visit my aunt and asked if it was okay if my dad was there as well to meet up. I wasn't sure at first because I didn't think I was ready, but eventually I agreed because I felt like it was a Band-Aid that just needed to be ripped off. I get there super nervous and full of emotions and see my bio dad, my aunts, and hug everyone. But when I get to my bio dad, it was just a half-hearted hug. I just didn't feel ready. When we were able to talk alone, one of the first things I asked him was why he left my mom when she was prego with me. Ah. And he didn't really have an answer, but he explained how horribly sorry he felt for leaving and how much he's regretted it. He explained how his wife now is really jealous of me, even though he told her about me before they married. Cool. She's like a real life Cruella DeVille. Sounds awesome. So good thing you reconnected. But he's been wanting to connect. But he says he has to tell her slowly. So now we have a question from February. Eliza, how do I start a relationship with this guy when I have an evil stepmother who hates my guts? Uh, this is from Veronica. Honestly, Veronica, who fucking cares what that woman thinks? And this is kind of what? Yeah, no. Who cares what the step on things? And this is kind of like the reverse of a thing that we're asking. Like, here's the woman now being super controlling. Uh, This doesn't sound like the greatest guy ever. It probably doesn't have the greatest judgment. It doesn't matter what she thinks of you. And quite frankly, you never need to see her. Maybe you meet this guy like once a month for French fries. It doesn't matter. That has, you do not deserve that baggage. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. You don't have to spend a second making her feel comfortable you are not having sex with him. That is your biological father. That is the man that she sleeps with. Yeah. There's no reason to have you at each other's throats. It's something that society does to women. Uh, and if, if he, she wants more attention from him, she's had years with him and you just want like an ice cream sundae. So don't think about her. Yeah. It's none of, it's not in your, on your agenda to like make this sure this woman feels comfortable. Yeah. He sounds not cool. No. Your dad sounds not cool. You know what the worst is? We're drinking and drinking, all the ice gets stuck at the bottom, and then you go to tilt it and you get like and an iceberg to the comes face. To it. Yeah. I think I married Dennis. Not Eliza's Dennis, but another man similar. Happens a lot, to be honest. Watching the movie was equal parts fun and emotional. Movie good on paper that I movie wrote. Movie good on paper. Produced and started. Well, I partially produced it. I've been talking myself out of my instincts for years. Sometimes I feel I betrayed myself for marrying him. We've been together 10 years and have a child together. I feel trapped and don't know what to do. The only difference between my Dennis and Eliza's is that my Dennis actually has money, which in some ways makes it worse because he can manipulate situations easier. I hate to say this, but I ignored a lot of shit because I was desperate to settle down and gain some security and protection after a tumultuous childhood, married him at 26. So this is very similar, the other side of our other question asker. He's beloved by all and has most people fooled, leaving me isolated and unable to voice my struggles because I would look crazy, something that only seems more and more deliberate. I've been gaslit and lied to so many times that I question everything. I'm in the process of going back to school, something I gave up to have children with him, and true to your demographic, I'm going to get a nursing degree. The last year has only proven to me how vulnerable I am, how much I rely on him and how badly I need to be able to provide for myself and my child if necessary, which doesn't seem possible either because I know for a fact he'd make my life a living hell. Better to keep your enemies close kind of thing. I know you can't fix this, but since I literally can't talk to anyone, I'm open to any outside advice or helpful steps to take. It questions so much how I got here and I'm just bewildered and humiliated. It's probably part of the reason why you resonate so much with me. You're the voice I wish I was strong enough to have. Thanks and love to you all. She lives near Los Angeles to give a context. Lots of bullshitters around here. I know. First of all, you need to write a movie and get Netflix. <laughs> to, that's step one. Uh, I wish you had, I wish, I guess the examples are the movie examples, but I wish you had examples in this 
Because what would be a bummer is if you weren't being gaslit and like you were just crazy. <laughs> and he was like a nice, nice guy. Nice, normal guy. Um, that's so tough because you're stuck. Because you have a baby and you're trapped financially. Yeah. Definitely keep going to school. Definitely keep your enemy closer. I, you know, can you divorce this person and get out financially solvent? You know, is it in a list of pros and cons, is it cheaper to keep her kind of thing? Or is it easier to leave? Do you think he's cheating on you? Does he hurt you? Like, I don't, you didn't really give us any examples. So I don't know what we're let's, dealing I with. I mean, let's assume it's like this person is lying, is like everybody else thinks they're a nice person, but they are, they are lying about everything. And this, they, like our other question asker, have made so, this person stay home and raise the kids and not pursue her. Can you call dreams. him out on it? And like, are there repercussions if you do? Right. Is it, can you follow him one day and be like, can you just call him out and be like, I'm leaving you unless you come clean? Do you even want a relationship with him? Do you have resources? Do you have family you can stay with and bring the kid? If you divorce him, like I said, will you be financially stable? Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, you're going back to school. So maybe even just like put up with it for a little longer until you get. I don't know. Cause I don't degree. know how bad it, it depends. is. Yeah. But you know, there's also the version where you gather evidence and you're like, if you ever fuck with me, this is all going online. Hmm. People like, they're, they're like cockroaches. Like they just scurry away. You don't hear a lot of stories of guys like that being like, and then I just stopped lying and I became a good guy. Mm-hmm. Like it's a mental disorder. Yeah. So check out your options. Yeah. Let us know. Ugh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I'm glad that movie helped though. Uh. Hi, Eliza. Emily Gracie, teeny, cheeny baby snow peach. I am almost 25, female, and living in Arkansas. I just recently broke up with my boyfriend of 4.5 years, and I want to thank your podcast for helping me realize it's what I needed to do. There you go. He cheated on me twice and gaslit me into believing the women were crazy and out to get him, and then used my own mental health against me when I started going to therapy for our relationship, saying that the reason I was having doubts about us was because of my anxiety and depression. He used his religion, saying that I can't listen to the devil whispering in my ear because he knew I'm the one... He was supposed to marry. I was crying nonstop for six months while he made me feel like I was going crazy. Finally, I broke up with him and I didn't cry for weeks. This is the happiest I've been in two years. My question is, how do I start dating again with the amount of trust issues that I have for my previous relationship? I'm planning on moving back to my hometown, Chicago, and I'm really worried I'm going to ignore all the red flags of men because I'm a people pleaser. I don't want to overlook things when finding a partner, but I also don't want to project my fears and anxieties of Take my last easy. relationship on a future relationships. I'm in therapy, so that will help. But do you yes. have any advice? I love the pod. I just bought Girl Logic. Much love. Thank you. And please also buy all things aside when it comes out. Um, I actually have somebody in my life who just got out of a relationship and she is going to like a bunch of different kinds of therapy. She gave up drinking. I'm not saying you have to do that, but like was self-reflective enough to be like, you know what? I don't like who I am when I drink and I've lost all this weight and I'm really doing the work. And I was like, are you seeing anyone? She's like, I'm not going to do that for a while. And it's hard as a girl because you're like, oh, my biological rock. Um, but I think you're on the path. I think that's so great that you're smart enough to be like, I'm working on me. I left this guy. I know I've got these mm-hmm. red flags. You just be gentle with yourself and you just be open. You don't have to parade around that you're a basket case, but like most people are good people. And I think the fact that you're aware of all this is enough for now in terms of like red flags. And what does being a people pleaser mean? Like, what does that mean? Yeah. Like you're giving out BJs before the appetizers come. It means you're always saying yes. Think about, always ask yourself the question, 
is this something I really want to do? Mm-hmm. What will I get out of this? Mm-hmm. Not like in a manipulative way, just like in a, do I want to go over to this guy's house at 11 o'clock at night to feel sexually validated? Or like, do I really want to take a nap? Hmm. The more selfish you are, the more attractive you become to men. Yeah. So just give yourself a break. You're going to move home to Chicago. Take it one step at a time. You might meet a great guy and you just be open and take it slow. Yeah. Women love to do like, how will I know? What if I fuck it up forever? It doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. Life comes in tiny steps. Mm-hmm. And if it's the right guy, it's the right guy. There's no such thing as fucking it up because the universe wouldn't let you fuck up the thing that you're supposed to have. Right? Like Emily, you were always, except for Emily, because you're supposed to always have this job and you left. I know we don't even know in the future how it's going for me. I know it's not going great. (laughs) I know you're a little lonely and you live with your parents. No, I wish you the best. I'll be living in more than one room. I am going to write the most verbose, ornate, floral recommendation letter for you. Oh it's going to be on like gilded letterhead. And then will you include like those those like press photos where it's like Eliza talks to the New York Times? Yeah. I'm going to send my press kit <laughs> and then I'm going to write it in calligraphy. <laughs> I'm going to be like, this is the biggest, your biggest mistake of your life will be not hiring this girl. Mm-hmm. She's a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> she steals. Oh. I'll be so horrible. No. I would never. Stole my heart. Hey, Liz and Emily. I want to know what your thoughts are on the following situation. I've been talking to a guy for about a month and a half. I make no effort to hide what I want for my life and I know my worth and what I can bring to a relationship. Last girl, listen to this girl. (laughs) At the moment, I'm facing a conversation with this guy who says he truly wants to give me all the attention and affection that I give him, but he's basically scared. He's been hurt in the past, but who hasn't? I recognize that he's his own person and we have different ways of communication. So I try to keep that in mind and not over communicate. But his fear of getting hurt again weighs on me. Am I try I just, not to use my hands when I talk. Am I just really <laughs> aggressive with knowing what I want when it comes to a relationship or am I just finding emotionally weak men? Both. He and I have a lot in common and he's so sexy. He talks so sweet to me and when we're together, he's present and engaging. Okay. Do I keep having the conversation on where he's at emotionally or do I just move on? I, this, this guy seems cool. So it sounds like, He's he's saying he wants to give her all the attention and affection that she gives him. So it sounds like she's like hitting him up a lot and she's trying not to, to like kind of pull back. You guys are in two different places and you need to, you can always be how you are because somebody will receive that. Maybe he'll rise to the occasion. Um, But it's not like you have to ghost him, but he's being honest about where he is. Yeah. And you're being honest about where you are. And it'll either work or it won't. In the end, it will either not be enough for you or it'll be perfect and it'll make him a better person. But you can't like hold his feet to the fire and be like, you need to do more. You need to give me the things that I asked for. But if those are the things that you need and he can't give it to you, let him go and let him come back when he's ready. Honestly, it's so like, do that love language test where you find out what your love language is because yours sounds like it's words of affirmation. It's the communication. It's the constantly touching. reaching out. And his might be like acts of service or like, I feel like it is, it, it sounds like one of those like dumb, like a Cosmo quiz, but it really is interesting to see like how someone wants to be loved might be different than what they're doing. It's a bummer because he was hurt before. So he's kind of, you're kind of paying for it. So just know that you might be in for more of that, or you can just have it come to Jesus and be like, I'm all in. Mm-hmm. You in too. Yeah. If you don't have the patience to stick around, but I think this will resolve itself very quickly. Yeah. This doesn't sound like something that's going to sustain itself if you guys can't have a meeting of the minds. Yeah. Be like, hey, 
I'm up for touching your D. You want that? You want to whisper sweet nothings? Get in the fucking truck. Yeah. We'll be like, okay, here I come. I'm your dainty man. When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, "Mm, French. It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. That's right. You might even fool some locals into thinking you're one of them. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. I headed to Mexico City for a little vacation, and I used Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish. Just a few things, few verbs that I knew I had forgotten, and I was better. Mejor. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. Okay. Dear Mayor of the chat room, Emily, thank you so much for putting my question in the queue last episode. I submitted a moving abroad question on a live Ask Eliza Anything back mid-pandemic times. Ah, nostalgia. And anyway, I did end up moving to the UK to pursue a wildlife conservation degree. While here, I'm listening to plenty of Ask Eliza Anything to keep sane. I suddenly remembered the episode, A Dog Named Steve and wanted to flag it up that people in the UK do not give their dogs normal names. Discovered this while walking in a park. Heard a woman (laughs) yelling, Leonard, Lenny. Turned out she was talking to a greyhound, not her husband. Another gem was Reginald. Reggie was a Scottish terrier. Just thought this was ridiculous and amusing. Have a lovely day. They just seem like very formal names. I don't know. Blanche had a lady name. (laughs) She did a lady name. I think it's whatever. I bet the, the Brits work in funny phrases like wobbly bits, nipsy tipsy, snip and snap. I know. They do have their own so, way of speaking. Their own like weirdly sexually coded in and out. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure that I'm sure there's a British dog named Muffin or like bits or crumbs. Right. <sighs> nip nip tip tips. Bella, your favorite. May nip. <laughs> Hello and all the love to Eliza Baby Arm, Snow Peach, and Snow Peach's teeny tiny sissy. My question is, <laughs> how do you know when it's time to end things with someone you're dating? It's over. If you're asking the question, it's over. Next question. My boyfriend and I have been together for a year and I'm just not sure, which I think is appropriate timing-wise. P.S. I'm 25. He's 28. He's a great guy, very adventurous. We have similar values, goals, political beliefs, etc. However, I sometimes don't feel that attracted to him. I've been doing some field research, asking friends and family what they think. The consensus is, if you have a doubt, there's a reason. He can be an amazing, perfect man all he wants, but that doesn't mean he's my person. But I don't want to make the wrong choice. What do you guys think? Thank you for your sage wisdom. It's only going to get worse. OMG, P.S. Eliza, the other week you made a joke about Emily's AirPods being the perfect jewel for her car troll's crown, and I died. Felt like (laughs) it didn't get enough credit. Anyway, so the pod has been such a light through this wild time and then she sent a picture of this couple to decide if they should break up um i don't know <laughs> i don't know based on the picture yeah, but you both seem tan um <laughs> look it's normal to not be like as 
sexually magnetized to someone as the day you met them. Mm-hmm. But a year in, if you're feeling that way, I don't think that's going to get better. And it sounds like he's just a great guy that you're just, it happens, it happens where you, he takes every box, but chemically it's just not working. Yeah. That is, it's just not working. So you should just cut this off sooner rather than later. Yeah. Don't force yourself. And I talk about this all the time. We only ever ask women. I promise you, we never ask, we only ever ask women to force themselves to be attracted to someone. We never ask this of men. No man ever has gone beyond a first date with a woman he wasn't physically attracted to. Right. You've never met a guy's like, we've been dating for a year and I don't know. Maybe like she got less attractive, but they don't stay with you if the whole time they're like, eh, I don't know where I'm going to put it. Yeah. yeah. Why yeah. waste time? Why waste time? You know what? Maybe take a break. You don't have to tell him he's ugly and maybe you come back later. You can become reinvigorated. You can, what? Stop kicking. I'm kicking something. I don't know because I don't know your chemistry, but it doesn't sound like you're going to become attracted to him anymore. Hmm. Yeah. Or maybe there's just something weird. You got to work out in the bedroom. I don't know. But if it's yeah. like in clothes, standing there, you're like, not doing it for me. Sounds like I'm not going to do it for you. Yeah. Yeah, kick it. Eliza. What? Don't kick things I'm not kicking. I'm placing my foot. You were going to type during my ad reads. Eliza, you mentioned this on your last episode, and I'm desperate to know. What workouts are you doing whilst you're pregnant? Best love, Lou X. Ugh, the saddest ones. <laughs> um, I go online. Because look, as much as we'd all love to just do Pilates and some light yoga, you need to do cardio. So I type in maternity cardio yoga. I type in all the words I want. And I found this one lady who's Canadian. Um, I can even, you know what? I'll say her name. I don't care. I'll give her a shout out. So I subscribe to her channel and I don't really subscribe to a lot of channels. Um, so I just type in the words that I want. And this it's called pregnancy and postpartum TV. I don't think it has her name. It's a woman in like a marble floor on a white room and she has all of these videos. Uh, And it's like a little weird because some of them have music and I think some don't, but they've got like a counter. She does tons of these pregnancy ones. So I started doing those. Some of them are actually very difficult. Uh Make sure you do the one for the right trimester, but I do a lot of like a yoga flow, get your heart going. So I try to type in like cardio yoga, cardio Pilates, Uh prenatal. And I just do different ones. That's it. I'm not married to a certain class. I've been working out long enough that I know exactly what I need to do. Uh-huh. And I try to fire up those glutes. Yeah. Drive through the heel. Engage your obliques while you still have something down there. Uh-huh. And upper body, not coming out of this with flappy arms. So. There you go. Hi, ladies and littlest lady. This isn't so much of a question, but more of an observation, wondering what your feedback is. What are the people that drive whilst drinking from their wide mouth, ceramic, straight out of the kitchen, covered coffee mugs trying to prove? Makes me anxious every time I see this and it seems utterly chaotic. Yeah. I see people in traffic and start to wonder about the hot beverage possibly spilling or them chipping a tooth on a hard stop, et cetera. I understand this is no juicy topic, but I just wondered if anyone else witnesses this and wonders where this breed of people came from. Thanks a bunch. You guys are some of the best. Sounds like a small town thing. Sounds like a Canadian thing too. Sounds like a cozy thing. It also sounds like you're just dropping your kid off somewhere real quick and coming home. Sounds like they're not going far. Yeah. It's like the kind of people that like bring their own silverware from home to eat in the car, which I guess makes sense, but it's still a little weird. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I can't say that I've ever looked over in a car and seen that. So I don't know. Maybe they're taking it somewhere and they're going to refill it. But they should have something with a lid. Yeah. That's chaos. But again, most people are very stupid. 
Don't look at my car. Don't watch me in here. Don't watch me eat food while I drive. Please. Please don't watch her eat food while she drives. Don't look. I don't like looking over and someone's watching me and I'm like. Yeah, you don't want to see Emily driving with her eyes closed, chewing. (laughs) Enjoying every bite. savoring. This onion sandwich. So the timing on this might be weird, but I feel like we repeat things because people get information at different times. I got a lot of DMs and the Ask Eliza got a DM that says... Is anyone going to address the I'm no longer your employer comment from Eliza? What the heck is happening to you, Emily? Is it because you're now too famous to be associated with Eliza? (gasps) So I believe we we announced this. We announced this on a previous episode. It was our bottom of the cop. Be a better fan. Um, But... But just because people come to things at different times, I mean, I am still doing the podcast. Don't worry. She's here right That's, now. I'm here. She's We're been gone for quite some time. continuing the podcast. Uh, so don't worry about it. Emily decided to ruin her life. No, Emily has been with me as a faithful, say servant, right? Uh, no, she's been with me for many years. She's incredible. And she made a decision to, I guess you could say this too. She made the decision to move home. Yeah. She wants to, you know, figure out her life and figure out what kind of career she wants. And I totally support it, sort of. And that's what happened. It's, yeah. We're still super cool. It's super sad. We did take her out to a nice dinner. She did make a pig of herself. We did make <laughs> her pay for half the bill. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hi, y'all. Here's a short and sweet one. I have VIP meet and greet passes to your show this fall. What are some do's and don'ts that you wish fans would know before this experience to save you awkward hassle? Don't worry about me. This is your time. You paid for these. Mm-hmm. You know, the rule is don't be a dick, but some people still do it. When you get there, my tour manager tells you exactly where to stand, um, how we social distance. And I really believe like those few minutes or seconds, like that's your time. Some people cry. Some people get nervous. Some people share something with me. Some people give a gift. Whatever you want to do, I would never put a limit on that. Uh, you can't touch me, unfortunately. Some people are drunk. They reach out for a hug and I have no problem being like, hey, I can't touch you, but thank you. Yeah. Other than that, don't worry about it. You just enjoy yourself. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, it's like once you get up there, like I've done enough meet and greets with people. It's like you get up and it's like you just go blank and I'm just like, yeah, I think you're cool. That's it. And it is what it, you know, it just, it's- It'll go by so fast. Yeah. You want to tell me something, prepare it ahead of time, tell it to me. (laughs) I will always give you the time of day. Yeah. That's your moment. Maybe. Yeah. Explode. Hi, Liza and gang. Wait, that's the new thing instead of kick it. Explode. And explode. (laughs) Like trainers will be like, bend down, explode up. Ew, do they say that? Yeah, you got to explode up. You like drive through your heels and explode up. Explode through your pants. Explode through your bra. Okay. I have a wedding scenario for you. Curious for your take on it. I won't be involved in the wedding besides just being a guest, but I find this so weird. Ooh, I love it. I I love love gossip. A good friend of mine is in the beginning stages of planning a wedding. And when visiting her recently, she told me for the second time that they don't plan on having a meal at the wedding reception. Oh, no. She wants to have a party and everyone have a good time and that they might serve appetizers. And perhaps at the end of the night, there could be a food truck, but people would have to buy their own food. Oh, no. I know afternoon mealless weddings are a thing to save money, but that's not what she wants. Is that a thing? I got married myself five years ago, and even though it was small, it still cost more than I would have liked. But this friend's thriftiness is, wow. I know you say the most important things are food, booze, and music, so I want your take on this. Maybe you know this too. For the record, the couple are close to 40 years old, both have decent jobs and no kids. 
This is just about wanting to get away with spending the least amount of money possible. Specifically, the bride, I don't know the groom's opinion. I suppose I could have mentioned to her that people tend to give gifts or cash at wedding and that somehow it was offset, and that somewhat offsets the wedding cost, but that would have seemed like a dig at the fact that she never gave me a wedding gift. You're also right about that. People remember these things. Yeah. Should I say something if it comes up again or just attend and assume I may have to pay for food if I want a meal? Oh my God, please just quietly attend and then let us know every horrible Hungry detail. Um, nightmare. Is it an afternoon wedding? It sounds like it's not. You know what we should do is just start writing people back in real time because a lot of people are like always checking their DMs. We do sometimes, but it sounds like it's not and they just really are not wanting to. You got to tell your friend. And she'll, of course, because it's a woman, she'll be like, and now I'm never talking to you again. You cannot expect people to show up for an, an event that is several hours and not feed them. Eggshell. Dogs can have eggshell. Where'd you get that? Tofu? On the floor, she was snurfing at it. Well, that's weird that there's eggshell in the office. <laughs> I don't eat eggs in here. Okay. Dogs can eat eggshell. I don't want her to. Why? It's good for their coat. Good for their coat. Just like little shards. Denise? What? Okay. You're a beautiful girl. No okay. one's mad at you. So this you wedding, can do whatever you want. I'm assuming that it's not an afternoon wedding because they're like, oh, at the end of the night, I might have a food truck that you have to pay for. Wait, is there something wrong with me that like when I hear stuff like that, I like settle into like a gossipy hot tub. I'm like, ooh. I know. You want it to be ridiculous just so there's a story. It's okay to be money conscious and it's okay to be thrifty. Uh, it's untenable to have that. This is a party. You have to give people food. And I would understand if they didn't have a ton of money and she was like, we're going to do heavily past appetizers. Yeah. Um, Because people can eat before, after, but you can't have dancing and no food. And the food truck, by the way, a food truck costs like a couple hundred dollars. Like, and it should be at the beginning, like to, or have two, have one that comes and then like a later one, especially if it's at night. Nobody wants to celebrate your love like that and just sit there quietly. No, it's two adults with jobs. Like, you don't have to break the bank. I don't think it's smart to spend ridiculous money on a wedding, but you have to have food for people. You could even just do, like, a heavy... So you have the wedding, and then you have... Is there a cocktail hour? Are they probably... I'm sure not. I'm sure there's nothing. I'm sure they just are getting married then going to a dark room. Right, to sit and think about it. You can get married real quick. Yeah. Then go to the dark room. Parties happening. Like, here are the bride and groom... Heavily, like if you do heavy appetizers, we're talking like sliders. And constant. Heavily past appetizers and then like an hour in, get a food truck. That's okay. Yeah. You don't have to do a sit down dinner. Like there's creative ways to do it, but. A food truck shows up and everybody at the wedding has to have like cash on them. That's insane. That's insane. That's so gross. Are they doing a cash bar? I'm sure. I. Yeah. But should she should she tell this person like no one will want that or can she wait like hopefully like a mother or something will tell them. Do you have a friend you can gather with them? I mean, polar side. Sometimes people don't know that they're cheap. You know, so she may not know, but I think you just say something. Yeah. And like, be like, it's just not done. Be like, I'm telling you as your friend. Like, there's no reason for you to tell her this other than you care. Yeah. People will be expecting food and it'll they'll get restless. Be like, people will be angry about your wedding and they're not going to send you a gift. Yeah. They're not going to have a good time. Yeah. So, but let us know. A friend called me cheap once and it like stuck in my head forever. It was like such a shitty thing to say. And now How I'm long always, ago? like- long uh, ago? A couple of years ago, like we were getting drinks and like- I like didn't put a credit card down. She was like, well, that's because you're cheap or something like that. And I was like, 
Why didn't you put a credit card down? I don't know. I don't, I think it didn't occur to me to buy drinks for everyone there or like, I didn't like drink culture. Like it just wasn't, I mean, I don't know. I just, it wasn't like, I don't know. And now I'm always like, first to volunteer it because I hated that feeling so much. Is this someone you're still friends with? Yeah. She's just being a bitch. Because she was like in bar culture and a bar, I think when you come from an industry. Yeah. She was like a bartender forever, like in the nineties or something. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't automatically feel the need to buy drinks for like seven people, especially if like two of them are friends, one someone's girlfriend. No, I would say, I thought you were, didn't put your card down to cover your part. I don't think you should put your card down to cover everybody. Yeah, I don't, I I thought it was weird, but it always stuck with me and she's never going to know it until one day I exploded her. Cause she's never going to listen to the show. No, (laughs) no, she would never. I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. Let me tell you about Bolin Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. We have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all Bolin Branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year and I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bolin Branch sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. And Bolin Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl and Branch. Go to bowlandbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Bowl and Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Please help. My boyfriend has a friend who makes me extremely uncomfortable. I've told this to my boyfriend several times and he dismisses it. We got to refer people to old episodes. I think it's like there's always new, I know, new approaches just, and new. There's like, only so many problems people have. It's like people have the same problem and then they, they don't, they hear the problem from someone else. They're like, not me. Mine's unique. This yeah. guy's left-handed. Yesterday, I finally broke down and said, I don't want this to be a cycle that continues and my emotional safety is important to me and it hurts that it isn't for him. For context, this friend makes really pervy comments about my appearance, will run around and chase me with things after I say to stop like a pile of worms. Oh my God, just right inside, I'm realizing how crazy and mature this friend is. My boyfriend isn't like that, by the way. I've seen him rush to defend other women in various different circumstances than mine, but still, and I've never had him act that way to me, which at first I thought was because he respected that I was a strong, independent woman, which I am, but standing up to his friends when I'm so blindsided by how uncomfortable it is, is challenging. And if I stand up to them, then I'm the bitchy girlfriend. Yes, of course. When I told him this hurts and I have to take some time to think about things, he sent a long text talking about how I'm not supporting him during job hunting and his, or during hunting season and his new job. So he has a new job and it's hunting season. What, are you a caveman who fucking cares if it's hunting? Is his job hunting? No, is I've been nothing hunting but deer? clear. I do support him in those things. He basically thinks that since he hasn't had the time to talk to his friend about making me uncomfortable, that I'm pissed that he's doing all these other things and not Stop. 
talking to his friend. But just now, like last night, brought up the fact that he will talk to his friend. It's like what I'm saying is not computing. And I don't want to break up with him over miscommunication. In the past, when I bring up something hurts me, he usually makes an active effort to change it, which I didn't know men did before this. When I ask him about what he's thinking, when when his friend talks to me this way, he shrugged and was like, we give each other crap all the time, so I just tune it out. But he's not giving him crap. He's giving you crap. Last night, I was thinking about how confusing he's being, and it made me have a very weird revelation. I work in special ed and while trying to process how confusing it is that my boyfriend is just not getting this and how I could be communicating clearer, it reminded me of teaching one of my kids to count to two. This kid had a traumatic brain injury and would forget the numbers every time you would repeat it over and over again. But this kid has other basic functions he could remember, like how to use the bathroom and talk about a TV show. My boyfriend had a terrible car accident when he was a teen can't remember to this day what happened and has a huge scar on the left side of his head. I did a brief Google search and discovered that that area of the brain is used for problem solving and emotions. What if my boyfriend, who I love dearly, just isn't able to process this in a logical way? I don't know. Sounds like he's able to process it for other women. I don't want to leave him because of a miscommunication or something he can't control. Our relationship is fine outside of this. I also don't know if I won the award for figuring out how to psychoanalyze the shit out of a situation to make my boyfriend's behavior all better. LOL. No, what you're doing is trying to find an excuse. Well, that's what she's saying. Make- right. What okay. should I do? Just get over the friend's behavior, say something myself, break up with this guy, take him to a brain doctor. I'm so freaking confused. Also, so excited to see you live in Seattle. This has been a dream of mine oh since God. I watched Confirmed Kills like five years ago. Seattle's going to be so freaking lit. You know, it's tough because... It could be a lot of things. Like, I'm not convinced that your boyfriend's a dick. Um, but he has no problem standing up for the other girls. Yeah, that's the weird part. Now, you are a strong woman, but people make the mistake of thinking just because you're, like, strong, all it means is you're not a doormat. That doesn't mean you don't want people to be kind to you. Yeah. And it is that tough thing where if you stand up, it's like, oh, you, you're totally right. Like, you get maligned. How about the next time the guy does it, you turn to your boyfriend and you say, are you okay with that? Like, put him yeah. on the spot. Yeah. Because I think it's so pervy. Yeah. And you could even, you don't have to be, use like, like badass bitch language. You can just be like, that is so creepy that you talk to me that way. Yeah. Like, phrase it to the guy like, dude, like, that's like school shooter creepy. Don't say school shooter. Okay. Well, those guys are never not creepy. I know, but it just, it, well, it, I said it. It brings in, it, it, it makes it more complicated. I don't think it does. I think there, you know what? Leave this in the podcast. And I talk about this on stage. So I stand by this. I wasn't going to cut it. Okay. Uh, There is a large population of men who are violent toward women that take out their emotions and their inadequacies in women on in violent ways like that. Yeah. I'm not saying the guy's a school shooter, but I also am like not worried about his fifis. But that accusation at this point is not necessary. Let it fly. What's he going to do? Get offended and stop? I just think that you bring could bring it up a gun less. to a knife fight. I think fine. that's unnecessary. Fine, 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 fine. Still stand by what I said, but fine. Just if you make it like creepy, be like, dude, it's just like creepy behavior. Like, I just don't get it. Mm-hmm. I don't want you touching me. I don't want you looking at me. Don't say things like that to me. I don't even, yeah, you could say that. And you should be like, I, I'm not, a, you know what you say to him? I don't know if you have the balls for this. Be like, I'm not attracted to you and I don't want you to be attracted to me. I don't know why you talk like that. Are you flirting with me? Like put it all out there. Yeah. In front of your boyfriend. Yeah. You got to be, you know, and also- Whoa, no, I was just joking. like, then don't fucking talk about my body. Yeah. I don't talk about your body because I don't think you're attractive. (laughs) I mean, you can get really raw. Yeah. 
Um, and chasing you with he's just, the guys just sound super She's doing a immature. Of worms. Ugh, I, I, I get it. So, but the boyfriend making it about you not supporting him is him not hearing you, and your comfort should matter to him. Yeah. So this might not be the guy for you. Yeah. See if he has that talk with him, but or you can't wait forever. Or he's like been through something with this friend, and he doesn't. He does have a blind spot, so you might have to point it out and be like, "Is that appropriate? Do you yeah. want me to talk about his dick?" Yeah. And see, you know, turn it on that. There's so many avenues. Yeah. It just depends on how, what is the kind of stance you want to get. Yeah. It depends on how uncomfortable you want to make it. In a first conversation, like, I don't know, language choice can shut someone down very immediately. Like even it's on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. This woman walked in on another woman. Thank you for citing your sources. And this other woman said like, oh, she violated me. And everybody's like. She no. walked in on you changing and she's like, well, that's my word choice. That's the word that I think works. Dumb. And they're like, well, that word makes people think that she like molested you. So totally. So totally. I hear that. You know, I hear that because you don't want to be the girl who cried wolf. You don't want to be like, he raped me with his eyes. Like yeah. then they're going to hate you. Right. So you'd be very measured. But also I think it's worth having conversation with the boyfriend being like, it makes me feel uncomfortable. It makes mm-hmm. me feel sexually uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And it makes me feel like you don't care what happens to me. <laughs> yeah. Try it with him, and if he still can't get it, then you got to call that dude out. Don't you're right. Don't be hyperbolic about it, mm-hmm. but just give it right back to him. Be like, I am not sexually attracted to you, and you make comments that make it seem like you're sexually attracted to me, and I think that's weird. Yeah, like just be very clinical mm-hmm. and let him dig his way out. Yeah, uh, I'm not, and then look at your boyfriend. And be like, it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, you got to be willing to blow up the whole thing to get rid of some rats. <laughs> Get rid of some rats. That's a rat. Let's do top of the cob. Most of my husband's friends don't even make eye contact with me. Taste the top of the cob. You're doing it right every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. My top of the cob is trains. European trains. Is trains? It is in Europe where I am. I love trains. I just and the East Coast, which is interesting because it's closest to Europe in our country has more trains. Mm -hmm. And it's nice to be able to hop on a train. Not everything's a fucking budget flight to a regional airport. Taking plenty of planes, but I love a train. If I have an option to take a train, even for an hour longer ride, I load up on that train. The bar car is usually not that great, but I love going to different countries and seeing what they got. That's all. Trains. My top of the cob is when you see a movie, whether it's good or bad, but like seeing it with a friend and then talking about it after and being like, here's what worked or here's what didn't. Like not even like in terms of making a movie, but just like, oh, like I feel like they were going for this thing and they didn't quite like figuring out why Why it it didn't quite hit. Like I just saw a movie and was like, I like the concept, like the trails were so good, but it just didn't click for me. And mm. we were like talking about it after. I was like, oh, like that's what they they tried for this thing that they didn't do. Right. And I love that, like figuring out. It's like so satisfying to be like, okay, that's the answer. Being able to figure it out versus like it sucked. Like being able to articulate specifically why. Yeah. That being said, there were these two dorks at the coffee shop this morning, like just going in on each other about movies. Mm-hmm. And this guy was like, like, ex machina. Like that's a film I could watch like a lot, like it's over a great and over. Movie. There you go. My bottom of the cob. I just never feel confident when I'm traveling to another country, so basically just out of the U.S., with my outlet converter. Oh, yeah, yeah. I always feel that it's wrong. I always feel that it's not the right one, and everyone has it figured out but me. Mm-hmm. The truth is most hotels have converters you can borrow, but it is a shitty feeling to be to be this well-traveled and to, like, never quite get it right. Yeah. It's just, it's just, I'm just really weird about it. 
Yeah. Yeah. And like, I don't know if ours just take more power. Like you can get a converter, but like you might blow it out with your hairdryer. Right. Also in England, they don't, as a rule, they don't have the hairdryer by the sink. It's like in another room, which sort of speaks to like, we don't really care what happened to our, how our women look or how they get their hair done. Put a mirror somewhere else. Cause in the States we do it over. They could, you can only plug in a shaver Yeah, in England, which I think is unfair. Cause like, well, women don't need that. We need our hair dryers and curling irons. It's like, well, plug it in the barn. You fucking have her. <laughs> my bottom is I wore my shirt that said, ask me about my butthole. And someone asked and I got scared. <laughs> They were like aggressive in asking you. They asked, we were passing each other on escalators and they asked me and I was like, ah, it's good. <laughs> it's tight. It's tight now. Thank you. It's puckered. Thank <laughs> you. It's a tushy shirt from the Tushy Bidets and the shirt just says in big black letters, ask me about my butthole. And I think it's so funny, but for, for, but just for someone to like say it to me as I escalated past them, I was so scared. Or you're just a really direct prostitute. <laughs> you're like, ask me about our deals. <laughs> ask me about this fresh b-hole. Fresh. Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben & Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. The legend of Cayman Jack is just around the corner with blue agave nectar, real lime juice, and cane sugar. Discover legendary tastes with America's number one margarita. Premium flavored malt beverage. Please drink responsibly. All registered trademarks used under license by American Vintage Beverage Company, Chicago, Illinois.